Word of God, the good tidings. He's not a stranger to this pulpit. Let's give him a good Bendale welcome to this pulpit this morning. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. I wish somebody would praise him again. There needs to be a repeat performance of praise and worship, adoration, exaltation. How many believe he remains high and lifted up? He's in a lofty place. But the Bible says we have been made to sit in a heavenly place. That's a lofty place. Been made partakers of a heavenly gift. There's a touch of heaven on earth today. There's a release of the spiritual dynamics of signs, wonders, and miracles. I believe the stage is set today. It's already been set in motion. Your pastor said it earlier. He knows the ending from the beginning. He's already in yesterday. He's already been in next week. He's in your tomorrow. He's in the next move that's about to be released into your life. It's not about where you are or where you've been. It's about transitioning from a place of darkness to a place of light, revelation, illumination. How many believe that? Now, it falls my lot today. It's my assignment by the Holy Ghost to get out of the box. I've been in the box a little while. I get out of the box from time to time in other places and have been known to get out of the box here. But you folks, you threw the box away a long time ago. So I don't have to explain myself to you. Amen? Because the Holy Ghost is like the wind. It, it blows where it listeth. You hear the sound thereof. You don't know where it comes from. You don't know where it goes. So is everyone that's born of the Spirit. You can't control the elements. You can't control the wind. You, you can't make the forecast. Make it rain when you want it to rain or turn the spigot off when you've had too much rain. The Holy Ghost is moving today. And I felt the Holy Ghost prompt me to ask the question, who wants a miracle? You don't think I'm going to stop there, do you? That's generalizing. I'm going to personalize it. Who's believing God today? For a miracle in, the, not tonight, not Monday, but tonight or today. That you're about to step into a brand new arena, a season. Now I know in the rank and file of Pentecostalism, that word is a buzzword, season. Especially if you add that part, new season. Everybody just rallies around that. Well, that's all right. It's in the book. Now, who wants a miracle? Who's ready? I felt it right over here. There are people in this service. You're ready for a miracle. So my assignment today, the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. So I'm going to exhort. I'm going to admonish. I'm going to relate a few stories. Like I said, I'm getting out of the box. I'm going to preach. Don't, don't get worried. I haven't compromised. I haven't gone charismatic. Amen. That, word, that means charisma. I don't have charisma. Amen. We don't need flash and we don't need fancy. We don't need the spectacular. God, God is great all by himself. He's not nervous today. He, he's not on edge. He's not sweating it because he looks at some of you and says, Whoa, that's going to be a toughie. Mm. <laughs> I don't have to remind God just how simplistic, how easy, how automatic it is to come to where we are and begin to critique things and make adjustments and improvements and transformations. It's according to your faith. So I want you to envision it today. That today is my day. I'll go on record. I'll just go ahead and get out there. There's going to be creative miracles to take place. Not because I'm here. Oh, no, but because he's here. I'm just a voice. I'm just a tool, an instrument. 
I'll go a little further. I'm a weapon in the hands of God today. I'm not Sansom. I'm the jawbone that's in his hands. And with one jawbone of a donkey, he started laying them left and right, just laying them out. Impossible to do what he did. But with God, all things are possible. I'm going to let you be seated. Thank you for standing. So if faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word, and I'm comfortable, I probably would not be as comfortable doing this at other places, and even though I do it at times, and, and I have to admit I, I'm pretty comfortable because when God gives me the green light, I'm not going to question his authority and the assignment that he's put into my life. There's a few people that God has highlighted already to me in this service, and I'm not super spiritual, and I love to preach. But, but I understand this church is exposed to some of the greatest preaching and teaching on a regular basis. Your pastor, Brother Troy, other ministers, then other evangelists that come through, great, tremendous preaching. Amen? And uh, I love to preach. But God showed me last week this service, and then he reminded me again in a dream last night about this service. And he said, you've been pulling one way, but I have been preparing you to lead and pull you in another direction. Put your sermon on hold. It'll keep. And challenge the people that what I have spoken is true. Amen? That when they ask, they will receive. When they seek, they will find, discover. When they knock, it will be open. So I've come to preach to somebody, get ready. You're about to find it. You're about to receive it. And that door is about to open. The day of delay is no more. This service God has orchestrated and designed just for you. There are miracles with your name on it. Oh, that's so simplistic. Not if you need one. Not if you really believe it. Greater preachers than myself have prophesied to some of you, and it hasn't happened. But it will happen. Not because I'm coming behind them and reminding you. It was going to happen the first time it was spoken to you. The season may be delayed, but it has not been denied. But the delay, the Holy Ghost is saying, is now over. T minus five, four, three, two, one. The wait shall be no more. Somebody needs to claim their healing. Somebody needs to claim victory over depression, anxiety, unnecessary worry. Frustration, fear, trepidation. You can be seated. There's multiple areas today that God wants to deal with. Especially one is healing. Amen? I was in a revival some time ago in another state, in another district. And the revival was just scheduled for, I think, Wednesday through Sunday. And uh, began to break out and have a great, great revival. And we went on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Then had something already planned that I just had a difficult time uh, getting out of. So we broke. And I went and preached that weekend and then was back the following Tuesday through uh, Saturday or Friday night. So it basically went over two weeks. And the last night of that revival, and we saw healings and miracles and people praying through to the Holy Ghost. And, but, but over to my left, we noticed... On the last night of the revival, there was a young lady probably in her late 20s. She was married, had a couple of kids. Noticed her husband and some others had gathered around her and were praying for her. Didn't even know what the problem was. It was at the end of the service. Uh, later on that night, the pastor, I was in the hotel room, he, he called me and he said, just got a call from that lady's husband that attend our church. Said, we found out what was going on. She had been diagnosed about four weeks earlier with breast cancer. Said they had not even told me, had not told anybody in the family. The doctors knew it, the nurses, the husband, the wife, 
and did not get a good report. It was not favorable. The long-term prognosis was rather alarming, and, and they were praying and, and said, he just called me and said they get home later on that night, and she's changing clothes, and, and she notices something's different. Because in the breast there was a large tumor and, and she could not even touch it. It was so sore and it was protruding and uh, it was malignant. But she noticed that it was no longer protruding and it was not hard, difficult to touch, sensitive to the touch. And, and, and they said, it's gone. God has performed a miracle. He has healed me. She goes back to the doctor, gets a good doctor's report. It was there, but it's no longer there. Here's the, here's the point that I want to make. See, we associate emotion so many times with the miraculous. And I'm not against uh, outbursts, and I'm not against emotions, and I'm not against running and shouting. Let's, let's never stop that. But I'm telling you, when just a, a handful of people were praying, and everybody else was mixing and mingling and, and being dismissed, God was doing His best work. In the dark, if you will, when nobody was really expecting it. Nobody was cognizant of what was going on. I'm telling you, whether you believe it or not, in this service, there are underlying conditions that God is taking care of. There are heart diseases that God's healing. There are arteries that's about to be stopped up and blocked. But God is dissolving the plaque. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to put up or shut up. I'm ready to step out and let God be God and let God do what he's always wanted to do. And that is perform the miraculous among his people. I'll ask you again, are you ready for your miracle? I'm not trying to hype this service and I'm not trying to flatter you. I'm just being honest and transparent. I don't know when I have felt faith like I feel in this service. It's rising in this house. There is a great expect because somebody's tapping into the fact it's not about personality or even preacher. It's not about who's here or who didn't show up. It's not about who or what's absent. It's about who and what is present. I'll get to you in a little bit. Lord showed me he's going to touch your body today. Took one look at you and the Holy Ghost said, I will touch him. I will heal him. I will make all things better. It's going. I don't know. Nobody's told me anything except the Holy Ghost. But God said, I'm doing it even right now. Be thou made whole. In Jesus' name. Does anybody still believe you ought to rejoice with those who rejoice? Do you believe the report of the Lord? Are you waiting for it to be substantiated? Vilified, verified, confirmed. Waiting for it to be medically documented. Oh, this was it, but now it's gone. Anybody believe God just did the work? Now leave that hand in the air and let God start the miracle in you. I'm not through, but the Holy Ghost is working right now. I've said this here before in other places, but it is now time, it is the will of God that the miracles match the message. I mean, we go to great lengths to preach, to prepare, to teach, to sing about what God can do. And that's about it sometimes. But God says with every sermon, with every message, there needs to be a miracle. Every time you declare it, I want to demonstrate it. So see, I'm not sweating. I'm sweating in the natural, but not spiritually. Because 
I have a strong confidence that God's going to back my play. That as I speak the word and it goes forth, He's going to heal the sick. He's going to strengthen the weak. He's going to give direction and clarity to the confused. In this service, God spoke to me and he said, it's going to be like a light switch. I'm getting ready to turn it on. Just flip a switch and somebody's about to get direction. Somebody's about to get a revelation. You're about to get a word. You're in the dark right now, but in a moment, uh, God's going to be just like a light that comes on in your mind. And you're going to say, this is what I am to do. Don't you like variety in Pentecost? With every preacher, every event, you get variety. This may not be your forte. It ought to be if you need something. And if you think you don't need something, you really are in dire straits. You really have some issues. You really have a need. You may not need it at this moment, but five minutes from now, when your chest is hurting and there's numbness down your left arm and you're breaking out in a cold sweat and you're nauseated and you think you're about to die, I'm here to tell you, it can change on a moment's notice. If God took his hand from us, who would be able to survive? But I'm telling you now, claim it. You can be seated. So God performed a miracle, healed that lady. In that same revival, over to my right was a man, a member of that church. He's a truck driver. And God showed me that he was having heart issues, that he had been having chest pains, and that he was almost to have a major fatal heart attack. You better know you've heard from the Lord when you start calling that out. And I'm not on an ego trip, but, but he said, my sheep know my voice. Not just the preacher. We ought, we've been in this long enough, we ought to know the difference between wishful thinking, imagination, and the Lord. And I called him out and I said, I want to pray for you because I said, you've been having some episodes and there's been shortness of breath and nausea and you've been having chest pains and hurting down your left arm. But I said, God spoke to me and said, I'm going to heal you tonight. And I prayed for that man and he was healed. He took the, he said, can I have the mic? He took the mic and he said, I have been having problems for three weeks. I have not told any member of my family. He said, there's been a few times I actually thought I was dying. I've had so much pain and problems. He said, the preacher didn't know it. My family didn't know it, but God knew it. And he said, when he laid hands on me, the pain stopped. He said, I'm having problems now. But he called me out and prayed for me. And he said, the nausea is gone. The pain is gone. He said, I've been healed. That was the first night of the revival. Two weeks later, he's come to every service and he would testify, I ain't had a pain since that night. I haven't had a problem since that night. I feel like a new man. I feel like a young man. He said, God did something for me that night that only God can do. I'm here to tell you, why don't you let God do it for you? Come on, Pentecost. Come on, apostolics. It's time to live and walk in the miraculous. We do not have to fight our battles alone. We do not have to feel inadequate, inferior. Whew. You can be seated. I normally preach more than I give stories, but... The Lord said, you do this this morning because it's going to be of faith. Because he's no respecter of persons. God showed me one individual in this place. He said, I want you to tell them, and I'll tell you later, but he said, they don't have a clue of what I'm getting ready to do. <laughs> it's going to be so off the charts. It's going to be unlike anything they've ever experienced. The victory is going to taste sweeter than they could ever imagine. The breakthrough. Come on. <laughs> they don't. And, and, and he said, and the person he showed that to me, I know them. They have faith. 
They have an expectation. But God said, I'm about to release to something to them they can't even wrap their mind around. They don't have the vocabulary. They don't have the mentality. That sounds like me. Anybody want God to release something in your life that you just say, hey. Better felt than telt. Can't explain it. I just know how I was feeling to how I'm feeling now. I know my thoughts then, but I know my thoughts now. I know my mental state a few minutes ago, but right now he has anointed my head with fresh oil and I've got a brand new perspective that God is for me. And if God is for me, who or what then can be against me? I'm a new creation. Be seated. And he had an assistant pastor on the platform. And his assistant pastor, the pastor's a year younger than myself. So he's not a spring chicken. That means he's not young. But his assistant pastor is probably late 60s, maybe 70. And I turned to him and I said, brother, you're having heart problems. He looked at me and he said, how did you know? He said, because the Holy Ghost just showed me. You've got some heart issues. You've got some blockages. But the Lord says, I'm going to dissolve them tonight. You won't have to have surgery. I'm going to take care of it, every bit of it now. He didn't look at me like I fell out of the turnip wagon, off the turnip wagon. He didn't look at me like... I'm somewhat skeptical, no, because he knew the problems he had been having. And that was, like the sec- that was like the second night of the revival. And we prayed for him. And that 69, 70-year-old man who was overweight, he didn't let that hinder him. He started making laps. Weight and age didn't slow him down. What's your problem? Whatever you've been drinking all these years, you're still on it. There are people that just inspire me. I'm thinking, man, he's fighting something. But I got a feeling the devil's losing the fight. Some of you need... To show some action and emotion when you get here. Don't come to church with your chin on your chest. I know you may not feel your best. Most of the time we don't. And I'm sure Brother Moore has his moments. But you know what? He's connected to a source that never runs dry. Hallelujah. Lord impressed me today the reason that it's now time is because preparation great preparation has went into this prayer fasting faithfulness and now it's time for this church testimonies to be born praise reports to start you say, you're behind the time. We, we're always, I understand that you're getting praise. God performed the miraculous. But it's about to happen on a much larger scale. Not because of an evangelist coming through. But I'm talking about when it's just the church. It's a Wednesday night or a Sunday morning and you're not in a revival and you're not in a special seat. Hey, listen, the last time I checked, every service is a special service. Somebody ought to throw their hands in the air and celebrate I'm healed. My next doctor report is going to be favorable. It's going to be positive, not negative. It's going to astound the doctors. He's going to wonder what I've been doing to get these type of test results. This type of blood work. Woo! Be seated. That pastor, sister pastor started making laps. And he testified 
the pain's gone. He said, I couldn't even bend over. I couldn't hardly take three steps without being out of breath, without hurting. And the guy made about three laps, gets the microphone, and he's not even out of breath. He's not winded. That's God, folks. There is a touch that gets the job done. It's not hype. It's not make-believe. It's not a fantasy. But I'm telling you, when it happens, you know it beyond a shadow of a doubt. Is there anybody in this house who would say it's not about to happen? It's already happened since I've been here. I feel something different, something out of the ordinary, something that's not the usual. Somebody give him praise right now. Woo! Does anybody feel the healing? Do you feel the touch? Do you feel God healing your emotions? Driving back the darkness, the depression, that destructive force that's come against you. Woo! You can be seated. That church has had a series of miraculous happenings. People being healed. People being filled with the Holy Ghost. God meeting financial needs. Amen? I preached at that church when it was a storefront. Fifteen people, ten people. Found out about me years ago, I think in 08, and he called. He said, don't know if you'll come, but would you come and preach me a revival? Now, we're a little home mission work. You may not come. I said, when do you want me to come? I don't pick and choose where I go. Amen? Big churches don't impress me. Little churches don't depress me. That's right. Go to little ones, I go to big ones. The door opens, I go. God takes care of it. So be glad. And we started having a revival. In a little storefront, 15 people in 08 paying $1,000 a month just for rent. That's not including overhead, utilities, other things. Been preaching for them a while and I stopped preaching and I said, God is going to release finances to this church. He had stepped out by faith and had purchased four acres up the road on the highway. And I felt in my spirit that he was having buyer's remorse. <laughs> well, Lord, maybe we've overstepped our bounds. Maybe we've stepped out too quick. How are we going to pay for the land? How are we going to build a new church? See, the Holy Ghost is showing me all this, and I turned to him on the platform, and I said, you stepped out in faith, and it was the will of God, and God is going to provide the finances. I said, you're going to pay for the land. You're going to build that new church, and when you move in, you're going to be debt-free. He had a minister in his church. Now, I'm preaching revivals for him along this time. And I'm prophesying these things. He's got a ministry. He told me this years later. The pastor did. We were fishing. Went fishing. Went all the way to another state and was fishing with him. And, and he, he sit, was out in the boat and he said, you remember the guy that used to come to our church? He said, I have never told you this, but said those first few revivals you preached for us and you're prophesying we're going to grow and we're going to have revival and we're going to see miracles and God's going to uh, pay for everything, use people and God's going to bless. He said he come to me one day after the revival and said you know Sanford is a false prophet, don't you? You don't believe all that stuff he's prophesying. He said we got just a handful of people and he's saying we're going to build a new church and when we move in it's going to be debt free. You don't believe that do you? He said I looked at that guy and said I believe every word of it. The guy and his wife left because they didn't believe. God was weeding out the resistance and the 
unbelief. I'm telling you, I don't feel resistance. I don't feel unbelief. I feel a faith rising in this house to a crescendo that says we're just going to believe that God is about to bear his right arm and he's about to do exceeding abundantly above all. Trying to pull my sleeve down. I got muscles I don't even know about. Can't get my sleeve down. Just trying to get your attention. I believe I've got somebody's attention. And that very night when I prophesied that to him about God was going to meet the need, I said, there's already people in this church that's felt to contribute to the building fund, but they have not for whatever. They've talked themselves out of it. I said, that stops tonight. After service, he called me in his office. He said, you were dead on. He said, after service, a lady wanted to see my wife and I in the office. We go in there and she says, I'm one of the ones he's talking about. I've been feeling to do this, but for whatever reason, I've talked myself out of it. But like he said, it stops tonight. And she wrote a $30,000 check and said, put it in the building fund. We're going to pay for that land. We're going to build a new church. The same night, a couple of more people walked up with $8,000 checks. He said the building fund that night went from zero to over $40,000 in one night. Don't tell me that God can't jumpstart your miracle and initiate it and start something that's going to grow and build. Woo. Be seated. Uh, my, my, my. And they started building. And I was there and I said, in one of the services, I said, I feel a $40,000 blessing coming to the church. After service, he said, you didn't know this, but that's what we like, finishing our church. They were, as the money was coming in, they was building. But it was coming in quick, so they was building quick. He said, that's where we are. We need $40,000 more. The next week, he calls me. He said, the last crew that we hired, material and labor, was going to be $40,000. And he said, the main guy called me this week and said, me and the guys have been talking. <laughs> That's not always bad. You can talk your something in something good. And, and they said, we've decided that, that we're going to donate our labor, which is $20,000. We're not going to charge you for that. And he said, I'm immediately thinking, he said 40000 Well, here's half of it. I mean, you get 20 right off the bat. You're going to doubt the other 20? He didn't. And the next week, the same guy calls him back and says, we've been talking again. And me and the guys, we just feel to do this. We don't ever do this. We've never done this. But we feel we're just going to go in together and we're going to purchase the last $20,000 worth of material and donate it. It's not about the messenger. I'm just that, the messenger. But God is looking for somebody that will make themselves available and say, God, speak through me. Help me to be a blessing to somebody. Let me speak into somebody's life hope that all hope is not lost, that something is about to happen for the better. Be seated. That was a $40,000 blessing. And it happened. They moved in. And it was paid for. I helped preach one of the nights of the dedication. And I started, I didn't stop prophesying. I'd go there to preach. And it'd get on me. Because I believe there are some churches that God sends specific men. 
as a voice. A prophetic voice. And that church was definitely one of them. And I said, you're going to build again. And I noticed a few kind of, we just got to. That pastor jumped up. He said, you're in the will of God. Tell us what the Lord is saying. I said, you're going to build a much larger building. And when you move in it, you're going to be debt free. I didn't even know it after church. He said, come into my office. Let me show you the blueprints. The Lord doesn't miss it. We can, but he doesn't. One of you said it up here. I want to hear what the Spirit is saying about my situation. Not to what I see and hear. Not in the realm of five senses. But that sixth sense called faith. Woo. Mm. And I was just there a few months ago. And right beside that nice building. They've already erected another building. And he's showing it to me. He said, we just got a praise. This building just got a praise last week for $1.8 million. And he said, we've got about $650,000 in it. And we haven't borrowed a dime. He said, the money has come in. And as we get it. We build. And he said, we're about $40,000 away. That was two months ago. They're getting ready to move in it. And do not uh, an 80 by 120 building. That's a big building. And they don't owe a dime. And it's just hard working country folks like us. People that get under the burden and they got a vision for the kingdom of God and the work of God. I'm going to tell you why God's blessed this church and will continue to bless it. It's because you have proven to be a non-stop blessing to the kingdom of God. It's rolling over in my mind. And I'm thinking, Lord, I don't want to forget that. Help me to remember to say it. And about that time, your pastor said it. Freely you have received. Freely give. And the Lord has said, this church has freely given. And it will continue to be freely bestowed upon you. To much is given, much is required. Lift your hands and give him praise right now. Woo! I still believe this won't be the building you're in when the rapture takes place. I'll tell you something you may know, you may not know. I just know what I'm feeling. It's already in the works. It's already in the making. God's doing whatever He has to do. To twist arms, to change minds, to make a way where there is no way. I'm telling you right now, the devil's in trouble in George County. He's in trouble in Bendale. He's in trouble in this community. I'm telling this church in the Holy Ghost, uh, there's a bright light uh, that is getting ready to shine brighter than it's, I mean, the prophetic. Uh, it's going to shine into the dark places uh, that have not been exposed to the light. Uh, it's going to shine on people uh, that have never seen the light. It's getting ready to shine brighter than it's ever shone before. Take somebody by the hand right now and agree together. That God is doing something in your situation. Woo! Not many days hence, saith the Lord, mountains will tremble, mountains will be shaken, mountains of intimidation, mountains that have not 
been moved. Mountains will tremble and they will be shaken and ultimately they will be moved out of their place. Yes. 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 Can I share one more miracle? You can be seated for a few minutes. This happened last November. I know I was here for a few services in January. It's quite possible I shared that then. I don't remember. I've been to too many places since. And I have too many senior moments. <laughs> well, not many, but a few. One's too many. Right in the middle of you, you get ready to say something and whoop. Well, it must have not been important. No, I think most time it's the important ones to get away. Bring it back to my remembrance, Lord. But in November, I think it was, it was Texas. First service, Sunday through Wednesday, a revival. Had a great service, just one of those overflow, preaching, people responding, people around the altar. The pastor's daughter, who was married with grown kids almost, in the altar service, I just walked up to her. I said, sis, I want to pray for you. I said, the Lord has showed me that there's a cancer in your body. It's in your uterus. And I want to pray for you. She lifted her hands and began to weep. And I prayed and I rebuked it. And I, I declared healing in Jesus' name. And that was it. After the revival, a couple of weeks later, she emailed my wife and then called my wife. And she said, it had to be the Lord because a couple of weeks earlier, I went to the doctor. And there were some spots that showed up. The doctor says, I don't want to tell you this, but it's cancer. And uh, we're going to schedule you to come back. Of course, in the meantime, the revival started. She said, I, I didn't tell my pastor, which was her father. I didn't want to burden them with it. I didn't tell anybody in the church, just... Me and my husband and the medical team knew about it and said, if I've ever doubted that God can speak to a person and hit it head on, I didn't doubt it before and I certainly don't doubt it now because you did not know, but you spoke it, uterus cancer. And you prayed for me and she said, when he began to pray for me, I felt the Lord healing my body. The revival went through Wednesday. I think the following Monday or Tuesday, she was scheduled to go back. And that doctor came out, and, and it was a female doctor. She said, I'm never wrong. This does not make any sense. Here's the test before. Here's the test now. Here's the x-rays, the blood. It's showing there is no cancer. Those little spots, they're no longer there. They did a lot more tests over a period of weeks and the same results. Nothing. Nothing. And she told my wife, she said, that, that specialist, that doctor got upset. She said, I'm never wrong. But she was. No, she wasn't wrong initially. It was there. But God can take the wrong and make it right. Ha! Huh. Somebody that's living with a wrong... God can take it and make it right. Somebody that's living in the shadows of a negative report, God can step into the shadows, take you by the hand, and lead you out of the shadows of darkness and an unfavorable diagnosis, and He can heal. I feel it in this house as we stand to our feet. He's the healer. Are you ready? Somebody needs to praise him right now for what he's done. Others need to praise him for what he's about to do. Woo! I mean, look at this house today. This sanctuary is almost full. Don't tell me God's not up to something. Ayolo kotaha. 
Lord says something is still not right. Make a lap. Just walk one time around here. Yes, you. Ongoing complications, no more. Problems from time to no more. I'm not going to question God. Stop right there, lift your hands, and give Him praise for it. In the name of Jesus Christ, it shall be done. I looked at Brother Randy during the altar service that God's healing you today. I said, I feel it on you right now. Why don't you just walk around one time? Or you may want to run. Former football player, don't insult him by saying walk. Wide receiver for the Pedal Panthers. I know a little bit about you. I'm telling you right now. I wish somebody that had a physical ailment in their body would just lift both hands right now and say, God, I believe you're healing me. Because you said, he that asketh. Man, look at the hands. Woo! Who in this house would like for God to to absolutely forever deliver you from chronic depression. Got one, two hands, three hands. Rest of you is in the valley of decision. Should I raise my hand or not? I want these three to step out that raise their hands. I'll be, I'm going to be honest with you. God's got a lot of sympathy, but, but he ain't going to waste his time on folks that's trying to make up their mind. He'd say, what is it that you want me to do? You want to be cleansed? Go show yourself to the priest. And as they went, they were healed. You say, I don't care what they think about me. I'm stepping out. And by the time you step out, you're already healed. By the time you, before you ever get up here, God's already lifted it. Genetics, inherited traits, be gone in Jesus' name. No more depression. No more depression. No more gloom in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Let me address the skeptical spirit I feel right now. If God can heal heart disease and cancer, God can take care of clinical depression. If there's a chemical imbalance in your mind, God can fix it. How many want God to deliver you from anxiety? You might as well step out. Everybody already knows you got it. Hello? I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about people. I'm not being ugly. I know we're all private to a degree. I understand that. We're guarded, I realize that. But I just kind of feel an aggressiveness in my spirit today. The Lord said, come on. I, I told them they don't have to wait any longer. It's here. It's available. Lift your hands, church, toward these people. These sisters in the Lord right now. No more panic attacks, anxiety attacks. <laughs> it's done in Jesus' name. I feel it. It's done in Jesus' name. Deliverance. Take it right now. Never going to be the same again. In Jesus' name. That's it. Rejoice. Hey, I came after a result today. I came to see God do what he's promised in his word that he would do for us. I don't have to fight my own battles. I don't have to push and fight my way through by myself. Woo. In the name of the Lord. Early bird gets the worm, so to speak. You're in this house and 
you've kind of fallen on some hard times and there's a crunch and you need a financial blessing. And within myself, I wouldn't ask this because I don't want to embarrass anybody. But the Lord just says, come on, come on. I'm ready. My hand's open. My treasure box is open. And you, I didn't say want. We'll get to that the next. But if you need a little help, Lord, just a little. I don't find little in God's vocabulary. Say, Lord, just go ahead and pour me out a blessing. There's not enough room to receive it all. I need a financial blessing. Is that why y'all are up here? You two? Just two? I knew I was at a rich church. So much for 50, I want 60. Hello? Just two? You may be like one former pastor's wife. He had passed away. And I know for a fact they were multimillionaires. And I was preaching. And I said, who in the house needs a financial miracle? Blessing, raise your hand. And I didn't even notice it. But the pastor come to me after. He said, did you see sister so-and-so? She raised both hands. That she need, said, she don't need a blessing. She wanted one. I said, that may be why she's blessed. She keeps her hands up. How about, where's your faith? How's your faith working? What, what areas it trending in? I say lift your hands right now. God's about to pour it out. It's going to be done in Jesus' name. God's going to do it from places you know not. God's going to make a way. If I've ever felt it, I feel it coming. I feel it coming. It's happening in Jesus' name. I didn't write the notes. He wrote the notes. So I'm just giving you what God gave me. He said, you don't have to live in poverty and depression. He said, I'll bless you. Woo. You notice how some people kind of, they just kind of step back and sink in. You know, just fall back into the shadows when you start talking about money. As if it's not a priority with them. It's, it's a priority everywhere but at church. Because they vent, moan, and groan. Oh, what are we going to do? I got this bill. You're at a place. God's a big God, and he's got a big table. Now you said it well. Seek first. And all the, I like all these other things. Put God first. If you're putting God first, you don't have to be timid and shy in asking and expecting God to meet the need. I wish you'd find you a praise partner right now. Take them by the hand and say, we're going to praise God because He's healing our bodies. He's touching our mind. He's meeting financial needs. He's going to add to this church. We've got prodigals that's going to come to this church and they're going to be restored. We're out of the box today. Jesus has a table spread where the saints of God are fed. I'm being fed today. I'm being ministered to by God. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. Tap into that world. And the Lord is saying, I'm telling you one thing and your emotions are telling you another. But hear what I'm telling you. That's it. That's it. My, my, my. <laughs> Good measure. Pressed down. Shaken together. And running over. Eliminate some people's faith. As long as he'll fill my cup, I'm happy. Knock yourself out. More power to you. But God is a God of more than enough. Don't get me wrong. Enough's better than not enough. 
but it's not the promised land of more than enough. I'm not just talking dollars and cents. I'm talking most of all the spiritual things. Add to your faith, knowledge, temperance. All you got to add in addition. Anybody feel like God has released the miracle to you? Somebody going to leave with clarity, with direction. Hallelujah. Come on, let's just take a few, about 30 seconds and just interact with the Lord. Come on, love on Him. Love on the Lord right now. Praise Him right now. He just told me this is the child we prayed for that fell out of the chair. Now, how many believe he's a good God? That he knows that he'll give to his children the kingdom. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. To God be the glory. Amen. Well, I've been up here long enough start to say I've preached long enough some of you wouldn't call it preaching it's something and I'm hesitant to say this because I don't want anybody to think but everybody has an opinion don't they but sometimes we speak things not based on opinion but what we feel in the spirit sitting right over there doing the preliminaries because I noticed he hadn't had to leave and that was good news I looked at him and I said, I just feel like the baby's going to be all right. That's what I felt. Wasn't my imagination. So I'm not that smart. Now, there wouldn't have been nothing wrong saying it in faith. I, I believe it's going to. But, but I was feeling something. I felt it when we prayed back down the foyer when you first brought it to our attention. Just stand still and let God do his thing. Watch God. Because he's the one. He's the only one that can get the credit. Anybody feel like giving him credit for what he's done for you? Your husband can't do it. Your wife, your children, the preacher, not even the pastor at times. But there's just some things, it has to be the Lord. A very present help. God bless you today. Well, anybody thankful for those great reports? The power of operation of faith and the God that loves us and makes a way for us. Amen. Amen. Folks, we got a God that's got a table spread all the time. I know a lot of times we relate to that just like if it's only service time. But that's not true. Our God's got a table spread all the time. And there's all kind of things on that table for you and I. He seed fit to it, amen, to pay the price that you and I, even as Gentiles, to have access, amen, in the time of need. I'm glad to be serving a God like that this morning. Amen. That already knows about my tomorrows and heartaches and disappointments and troubles and everything else. Sister Lady, God already knew what was going to happen this morning before it ever happened. Amen. But you've made a stand this week. Guess what? And that standing you made, guess who stood up for you this morning? Amen. God's not going to fail you. Amen. Let them rail against it. Let them say what they want to. This gospel is still alive and well. The name of Jesus is still alive and well. Truth is still marching on. Truth is still truth. I'm going to walk in truth. There's nothing more beautiful, nothing more powerful than truth. We're going to raise up our babies in truth. We want to know what it is to speak in tongues. We want to know what it is to feel the life of the life giver. Amen. I'm telling you, this is the best life you can live. Living for Jesus Christ. Love you this morning. Appreciate you. Thank you, Brother Sanford, for the Word of God today. Amen. God bless him. Back here again tonight. Amen. 4.30. Amen. Praise singers will be practicing 5.30 prayer time. 6 o'clock Holy Ghost time. Amen. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, come back tonight to get it. 
Come back with expectation to get it. Come back willing to knock on the door and cry out and reach out and get hold of it. If you didn't get your miracles, want to come back tonight. This is the place you're going to get. He's a specialist in all the areas. He's not limited in any of them. And I'll tell you another special miracle we need. That's a spiritual miracle in the minds. If there's ever been a generation that needs some sound minds, we're living in that generation. But God's in the business of healing our minds. God bless you this morning. Appreciate you. We'll see you tonight. God bless you.